Hey, it's Brock, producer of the Sprocket Podcast, and uh, we're bringing you a little extra bonus here for our episode 400 extravaganza. Aaron's partner, Anna, interviewed him for a class, and so we're going to give you that. It's an interesting conversation about impulse control, and this was a project for a class she's taking, but it also behooves us as listeners to learn a bit more about Aaron. And of course, here on the Sprocket Podcast, we, uh, we do nerd out about bikes, and that's most of what the show, I'd say about 90% of what this show is about these days. But there's also something to be said for taking a balanced and measured approach to how you do things in life and kind of what you do. We, we've always been about intention. We've always been about, hey, uh, don't just let life happen to you. Grab it and make it into the thing you want to see as opposed to just letting uh, letting it carry you along. That's how you have adventures. So, uh yeah, this dovetails nicely, I think, into interests that uh, we here at the show have, and hopefully you as listeners also have. So again, happy episode 400. Thanks for being here with us. And now here's the interview with Anna interviewing Aaron. All right, so this interview is for what now? It's for school. Communication 214. It's about how you avoid reacting impulsively. Because you're... You're the expert here. <laughs> I'm the expert. We oh, scheduled no. this. I went all the way over here to interview you. Went to a lot of effort. You're not just the closest person. <laughs> well, are we starting or? Yeah, I, these aren't really in order, but I'm not concerned. <laughs> okay. Okay. When you restrain yourself. Wait, are you going to do the theme song? No, I could do it. No, no, please don't. <laughs> what is starts now oh my god no but those two and a half minutes okay i'm not gonna look at the questions but when you restrain yourself or avoid reacting impulsively do you do so knowing there is a delayed payoff um kind of or i guess is it conscious i mean it is i don't i guess i don't see it as a payoff per se so much as it's less trouble in the long run does that make sense like i don't know yeah making a conscious decision to respond in the right way uh, especially like if it was in an argument um it works better than being defensive yeah and it goes a long way to building the uh the relationship you know, as with me or with also other people. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, do you ever feel like you're losing something by avoiding reacting uh, impulsively? I think in the beginning, I felt like if I wasn't, I don't know, like reacting in any way, 
if I took a beat and thought about things, like somehow that wasn't true to what I was feeling, you know, like um, if I didn't yell because I was angry, that somehow wasn't true to the anger that I was feeling. Um, and that's, you know, I've learned over the years, it's not really true. It's, there's, there's plenty of ways to be true to your feelings without reacting in a harsh or stereotypical way. What was the beginning? Like the beginning of when, I mean, what, were you ever impulsive? Sure. I'm, well, <laughs> you find this surprising? I think because, uh, I don't know. Apparently drinking alcohol is like a not insignificant factor. And you decided not to drink like at the point usually when children like start to react impulsively more so i just kind of figured you were already like this (laughs) no in fact maybe i decided not to drink because i was at the age of reacting impulsively and knew i don't know yeah well when was the beginning the beginning of deciding not to react impulsively honestly it's pretty recent Really? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I mean, you've seen me bike and almost get hit by a car. You know I still react impulsively to that. I feel I mean, like I, that's I guess a different... maybe not impulsively, yeah. I also feel like that is more the exception than the rule because, like, I think when your life is being threatened, <laughs> like, it's very different than when someone is just an asshole in, like, a... I don't know, superficial way. Sure. Which is when maybe it's harder to even contain yourself. I don't know. Like, I guess the beginning was like, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, like learning to be more mindful. Um, had a great therapist um, teaching it- me about like ways that, you know, you are not your emotions, but you mm. have emotions. Regulating and your emotions? Or? Not necessarily regulating, but being able to separate that act and emotion. And, you know, a lot of times that the action behind or the action that's a result of the emotion is like, you know, real quick. Mm. And there's always... A time to take a beat and like the more practiced I became at it the longer that emotion action the longer that time between those two sort of became and I didn't know there was a period that. of time <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> I love you <laughs> <laughs> did it have to yeah do with- I mean sometimes it feels like it's just like emotion action emotion action and you know, you, you, I learned that it's, there is a beat between those two um, in, in the way that your brain reacts. And the more practiced you get at it, the more practiced at being aware of the emotions that you have. Um, and it um, helps, helped me anyways, be a lot more um, or a lot less impulsive. Did Larsh have 
in it? I think they had a lot to do with it, sure. Because that's um, around, what, the same similar timeline, maybe? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, but think, it's I also, think the two dovetailed into each other pretty well. I mean, because it's a job that requires patience, I guess. Yeah. Maybe more so with the structure of the and you workplace. know, I, yeah, I kind of, I don't really talk about, you know, living in, the, the term is intentional communities. You know, Larsh is considered kind of, of that frame where you come purposefully to live with a, a group of people. Um, and I don't really talk about that that much, but the truth is, you know, when you are surrounded by people in an intimate setting um, constantly, like you're gonna have more opportunities for better or for worse to make those practices to, to be able to go like, this is an emotion I have, here's the reaction that I normally associate with it. And and being able to kind of like make that space and thinking about the results or consequences of my actions. Um, yeah, when, when you're challenged quite often, you get you get opportunities to make those decisions. And, and it doesn't happen, I think, if it doesn't happen as easily, I should say. Um, if you constantly shield yourself from other people, you know, um, it's easy for us in the modern world. You know, we have our comforts. We go home from work and a lot of us, myself included, can easily f fall into that rut of like, I'm not going to, my social life ended when I came home and now I'm I'm here and you don't really get that moment that opportunity to challenge yourself I think or to point out those those things but then there's Twitter <laughs> but then there's Twitter yes is that that's also a, not no, something that's a, that that's happens? a great example because yeah how many times uh, I'm lucky enough to not have a personal Twitter account so I have to think about the things that tweet out but how many times have either you or i looked at something that someone tweeted out oh and was like god. oh my god what were you thinking so you don't i mean i feel like a lot of people try to do this and they end up like it bubbles over because they don't yeah they there's... just suppress it instead of actually like dealing with things right there's a big difference between not acting impulsively and just... you know just shoving your emotions down and i think i mean i fall prey to this because the two look so similar yeah and you know it's easy to say like well you know i'm not I'm, I'm not reacting, so I must be doing something okay. I'm not hurting the people around me with my words or my actions. But um, 
you're hurting yourself and you do eventually hurt those around you because that stuff like you said it bubbles over and comes out in unhealthy ways i think we're all um susceptible to that because you just want to keep the peace right right because because again like not reacting impulsively and reacting rationally not even necessarily rationally but like with purpose while different sometimes looks similar to i'm just gonna shove these emotions down and i'm gonna like just just hang on to them not deal yeah do you ever just leave situations <laughs> where you might have an otherwise I mean, like there are times where that's that's really that's, the only thing you can do i mean the, the bus yard <laughs> i i don't know well sometimes i mean I, yeah 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 you i mean you can recognize like places that you don't want to be because they'll be like yeah i mean i talk about that i don't know talk about that space between emotion and action um being like (laughs) as being like this this sort of this period of time that happens in, in your brain and and learning to stretch that out sometimes like you need the actual physical space to make that happen to know that like i can't be in this person's presence or i can't be in this situation physically and still be able to interact um with purpose and interact well or rationally like if someone's yelling like if they can't or like if if it's obvious like they're not gonna they're not going to see your point of view like if if the situation is so emotionally charged that like it seems like the other person's not going to see your point of view or you're not going to be able to see their point of view sometimes the best thing is to just walk away and hopefully come back to it later i guess being in a school bus full of children would help <laughs> I mean, because you deal with drivers all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's driving in Portland has gotten interesting to say the least. And I'm not gonna like go off on that <laughs> too much, but there, there's always been in America at least this sense of like I need to get from point A to point B as fast as I can without any delays and you know being a school bus driver we're almost always viewed as an obstacle the school bus is just oh great I'm behind a school bus they're gonna stop they're not gonna go as fast as I want to and they're huge so I can't get around them easily so yeah I mean I come across some sometimes some impatient drivers and is it a lot easier to stay calm with the children? Oh, definitely. Mm. I think I think I, I feel a lot of sense of responsibility to model mm-hmm. better behaviors to them. Uh, there was an interesting uh, 
interaction I had with a guy. You about to sneeze? <laughs> Should I wait? No, it's fine. <laughs> we both have colds. I love you. <laughs> um, I was waiting to drop off a kid. The kid needed to be met by her parent. And this is like on Belmont and 60th. You know, two fairly... Well, Belmont's a pretty well-traveled road in Portland. And... Um, it's yeah, still it's working, still right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, the rule is you wait two minutes, and then if the parent isn't there, then you move on. And there's other things that go on. But So while I'm waiting my two minutes, a guy actually got out of his car Mm-mm. to yell at me because he couldn't get around me because it was a double yellow line, and I was just sitting there. And I'm like, I just got one more minute, man. And then he just he went off and like I felt I mean I got real angry but I felt like such a need to like show the opposite of that like he was cursing and I was like dude there's children on the bus man and you know I mean afterwards like the kids were like whoa that guy was mad and I was like yeah you know I think I said something like, notice he's mad. I'm Mm -hmm. not mad. Because, I mean, (laughs) there's... Honestly, like, there was, in retrospect, I was kind of laughing at him. um, Just because how easily he was so triggered by the, I don't know, the non-reactive part of me. Um, But, yeah, I was talking to the kids. Like, look, man, he... Look, guys, he's got his own problems. It's got nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Just because he's acting that way, it doesn't mean, like, you know, that he's mad at you guys or whatever. Everyone do- doesn't have to act that way. I mean, these were kids that are in a special, literally, uh, not literally, that's a terrible, well, a, an actual special behavioral program, behavioral support program. You know, kids who have trouble dealing with emotions. And so, yeah, I don't know. It just, I felt a real sense of responsibility, even more so in that time than than other times. Did I already ask you if you regret exercising self-control? <laughs> All the time. Did you regret it no. that day? Uh, no. no, definitely no. not that day. There are times where... I, I wonder if I, your non-reaction just t- triggered him. Maybe he just felt like you didn't hear him. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I just said, like, you know, I I wait my two minutes. I've got one more minute left, and then I'll be gone. And he was just so triggered by that. I mean, he was already mad to begin with. So I could have just said, like, I could have said something like, yeah, well, if you be patient, I'll give you a million dollars. And he still probably would have reacted the same way. Anyway, um... Do I regret? There are times where I regret not speaking up, mm. which I know is a different thing. But it also can be, I feel like it can be more of a risk for you. I mean, in Portland, America. <laughs> in, in the whitest city in, um, in America. <laughs> um, yeah, and I and some of it is just like, I still have... um this sense of like needing to keep the peace and you know going back to 
how sometimes being non-reactive intentionally while different than you know suppressing my emotions still look the same and so I don't know sometimes that that falls under not speaking up and there are times where like I'll look back at the situation and spend another half hour or so kicking myself for not saying anything the good lines come later they always do they yeah they always come afterwards well, yeah with a jerk store called you're <laughs> good good one thing <laughs> i kind of already asked how does not drinking factor into this did you ask? I mean, I mean, how does not drinking factor into this? That I don't drink. I don't know if it does. I guess there, there are times where people. There were times in my young adult, uh, young adulting, people would connect my issues with me not drinking. Well, what just, the fuck? If you just cut loose a couple times, maybe you oh. wouldn't have you know such problems. Well, no one's seen you kombucha drunk, so. <laughs> Or or ginger beer hungover. Uh, that was a really... That oh, was that's terrible. one of my favorite faces of yours, though. <laughs> Fully dressed in your robe with your sunglasses on. <laughs> Babe, you looked great. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it does kind of because I'm not really in a... I'm not ever really in a situation where... You know, you my have inhibitions no yeah. are, are are chemically stripped away anyways. Yeah. Sometimes they're stripped away just by the fact of the crowd that I'm in or the situation that mm. I'm in. But you probably wouldn't pee yourself. I'm not like, on purpose. Uh-huh. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's reasonable. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts? You're at 22 minutes. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts? Um... I know like mindfulness is kind of the buzzword and and people I think it's been used so much that people are beginning to hate it but but that's honestly, what it's, you did it's with the thing. that's what you started doing it's the thing that I mean I don't know I don't think I'm being hyperbolic if I say it, it literally saved my life you know um I'm sure I would have found myself in a situation maybe that Maybe nothing that would that would have like ended my life, but certainly would have changed the direction of my life if it wasn't for, you know, being mindful, um, not wrapping myself up in my emotions. I mean, it's really like um, that's is it just another word for self awareness? Is that dumb? Um, like, I mean, that's it, I have no as idea we look at what. A, um, the quality or state of being conscious or aware yeah, more, of something. More, oh, I guess. More number two, though, like focusing on one's awareness of the present moment. You know? Ooh, while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. So, like, if you get very tingly because you're angry. Yep. Be aware oh. of that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of being mindful. I don't always succeed at it. I mean, as long as you're with me, you're probably going (laughs) to be great at it. (laughs) 
sorry. I love you. We, got, we get opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> imagine any couple who's been together and lived together has those those opportunities. Okay. I think. Did they already ask you if like the well runs dry? What well? Basically, well, like of mindfulness, for instance. Like, do you ever feel like I just need a break? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I don't sure. know. Your job is so people intense. Yeah. Well, in in my particular position, having to. You're like I mean, the I'm face. Not, You're the face when I'm not when parents are to like stay at, at the bus yard, but it benefits me and the transportation department if I do mm-hmm. stay at the bus yard just because if something does go down and it has a couple times where like, okay, I'm here, you know, I'm not at home during my break, I can go do that run. Um What were you saying, though? I'm the face. Oh, you're the face when, like, the bus doesn't show up. Like, when the route is needing to be covered, you're, like, the face that parents see, like, when, like, you're the first target for them. Yep. And and that's happened. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Most times, people are grateful. Most mm-hmm. times people, I mean, they're, they're understandably upset that the bus didn't show up. Um, but they also see my face and know that I'm not the regular driver. And so I think that kind of, for most people, kind of gives them a little heads up that, you know, something went wrong. How long <clears throat> could you wait to eat a marshmallow? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God, now? <laughs> Days, I, weeks. No, I, well, yeah, sugar. <laughs> sugar is the killer. I That used to be my thing, though, like marshmallows. If there were marshmallows anywhere, I would just... I used down. to eat them with oyster crackers. <laughs> oyster crackers, really? Salty sweet. That's not your bag. That's, no, that's not my thing. It's, um... They're so light. Wait, this is a real question about Im- impulsivity. How do you eat half of like a chocolate thing and not eat all of it? How is that? How does that happen? When have I ever done that? I mean, like that ice cream has been in there for like I don't even know two weeks or something. <laughs> yeah, I threw it away. Well, <laughs> it got free freezer burn. Good for you, but like not not till you... after I tried it though. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> How did you do that? Maybe your problems don't manifest in well, food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I do snack quite often. Mm, I, I love snacks. Snacks are great. Um, I pretty much subsist on them when I'm driving. Oh, babe. <laughs> I love you. Um, I don't know. I just... I think there's an out of sight, out of mind element to it, for one. Mm, I feel I they call to me from yeah far away. Uh, those thin mints that are in the freezer, Fuck. for example. <laughs> Knowing that that box is still like sealed keeps me. It's like just one more step. Okay, well if it's still sealed, I won't. 
I won't break it I open mean, right now. We can always regift them. <laughs> we could. No. But we don't have to. Because we have impulse control. That's One of right. us does. <laughs> I guess. Some of it's just knowing my limitations. Like if they were out and open, mm. Mm. they would be gone. But since they're not, I can I can leave them there. Good job, babe. I don't have any other questions. Okay. I'm gonna go to bed now. I, I love gotta go you. to work in the morning. <laughs> I love you too. Sorry. The end. Thanks again for listening. We've got more Sprocket Podcasts coming to you next week. Hang in there. Uh, big thanks to all of our donors who uh, make this happen, who donate money to us week after week and uh, allow us to continue to bring you a show that hopefully you love. If you've got suggestions, please get in touch with us at thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the other places that podcasts are found. And hey, we want to we have you back next week. We'll see you soon. Take care.